Hello. What's up, everybody? You know the deal. This is an emergency uh, press release here. We're uh, coming to you live on this beautiful Sunday night. A lot of people were asking me, dude, where's the episode? Where's the episode? So I appreciate the uh, I appreciate the following. Appreciate you wanting to keep up on the latest and greatest. This week was a little bit hectic for me. Didn't get into the uh, into the realm, and uh, I wasn't able to record one. So, um, yeah, here we go. Um, I first want to kick a couple things off. Uh, first off, right off the rip, I want to uh, send a thank you to my brother Steve Scott of the. Uh, Steve, as well as Mike, um, from the Big uh, Small State Big Takes podcast. Wicked good. Had an awesome, awesome time with those guys. Look forward to uh, hopefully doing that again. Uh, Yeah, we just went on there. We had a really good time. Uh, So please go check that out. Give that a listen. I'm sure you're going to love it. A couple quick shout-outs before we get going here. Um, first to uh, my cousin who was engaged over this weekend Her and her uh, um, boyfriend, I believe, of about five or six years now He's kept, They're catching up to us um, So congrats to them Wish you guys nothing but the best uh, And uh, to him, if you uh, break her heart, I break your legs Okay uh, Another shout out to the lovely... Uh, Mama Rabbit that gave birth in my yard this morning. Uh, Actually, it was this afternoon. I was taking a piss, looking out my window, and I see this rabbit doing Pilates in the middle of my lawn. Wasn't really sure what that was all about. Kind of watched her for some time, brought my fiancé over. We're both kind of gawking at her, saying, what the hell is this happening? Uh, finally, she moves out of the way, starts, you know, cleaning herself up after labor. And uh, what do you know? There were a couple baby rabbits under her. So congrats to her. I am going to put something up around the nest so I don't mollywop that thing and uh, kill her beautiful babies um, with the lawnmower. And uh, yeah, beautiful thing, man. I love uh, love that type of stuff. Oh my God! What a uh, what a weekend! What a week! Hope you guys all had a really good time. Fourth uh, of July, saw a lot of funny shit, a lot of uh, funny Snapchats from my friends and shit like that. Everybody's all banged up and hangovered out and everything like that. So glad everybody had fun. Nobody got hurt that I know. So that's always a, a, a blessing in itself. Um, yeah, man. So uh, as far as me. Like I told you guys before, went up to uh, New Hampshire, kind of just hung out up there, did my thing. Uh, had a dinner that was very, very interesting, to say the least. So I'm not going to say the name of the business. Um, you're going to see me doing that. I don't like to throw a lot of people under the bus, you know. Um, but all I'm going to tell you is basically, uh, you know, it's a business up in Littleton. Great restaurant, lovely place killer vibes um from what i'm gonna tell you you might be able to figure it out if you've been up that way if not it is what it is but small place you know great food home cooking stuff you know um i ordered the meatloaf as per usual right on brand Uh, my fiance actually had breakfast this place serves breakfast all day uh if you don't like breakfast all day you need to really uh 
you really need to do something about that. You need to, you know, sit in the uh, in the bathroom a little bit longer, think about your life and your life decisions because breakfast all day, a lot of people frown upon it, but I think that it's a, a fantastic thing to do. Um, and, uh, you know, we're sitting there and we're enjoying our meal, and I had something that um, by the sound of it sounded a little uh, risque, if you will, and what that was is the special uh, soup of the day was a cauliflower um, cheddar and bacon soup. I'm not with the shits when it comes to um, trying to imitate things. I don't like impossible burgers. I don't want to talk about fucking uh, fake eggs. You know what I mean? Um, If you're eating eggs that were made in a lab or, you know, they come from the the, the hoof of a pig, I, I don't care. It's not my problem. I'd rather just have a natural egg. I'd rather have real potatoes. You know, um, I'm not on the keto. So uh, I was very hesitant at first. I said, I don't know. But the kid reassured me. He said, no, you, you, you're going to like this. Everybody loves it. So sure as shit comes out. It was absolutely fantastic. Literally my favorite soup of all time. I know I'm backtracking. I'm sorry. I told you guys French onion soup is the go-to. But this is seriously a fucking game changer. Um and, uh, yeah, I loved it. So I actually told the kid, I said, I'm going to need a couple crocs of that to go, you know, don't skimp out, lay it on me. You can write right on the side, Pepe, pop, pop, whatever you want to do. And, uh, just know that that's mine. So we're eating our meal. Everything's good. She's loving it. I'm loving it. First time here for, I believe both of us. So that's always a, uh, a, a hit or a miss situation, you know? Uh, and, uh, all of a sudden I see my fiance as well as literally the entire rest of the restaurant looking out of the side windows of this restaurant. She says to me, oh my God, look, somebody's hitting my car. So I looks out the window and her Jeep is actually being pushed back on the fucking pavement by this other Jeep who's backing up into a spot in front of her. Now, this guy couldn't have any more fucking room if he needed it. He had about a car and a half, probably more than that, to parallel park this thing. Big, wide area, not high tra- high traffic. He could have definitely got the job done. Any fucking idiot could have done it, right? So this guy is backing up. Her bumper is now smushing in on itself. He pulls forward because his... Now, he did have a camera, number one. Okay, number two, he did have the backup sensors. So these things must have been going fucking apeshit the entire time. I know on my truck, if you hit something or you're even within a foot and a half of it, my my radar beepers are going absolutely fucking bananas. Right. So I know that his are too. So he pulls forward saying, oh, shit. And as he does that, literally, you can see this Jeep roll forward to where. It was before. So I'm saying, now what the fuck now, right? So I go, I said, just let me go handle it. Just stay in here, finish your meal, whatever. It's all, it'll be all good. So I goes out there and this fucking guy, he is roughly, I, I want to say roughly 65 to 70 years old. Eh, I would say he was closer to 70. I want to be as, as, Accurate with the events as humanly possible here. I don't want to embellish. Um, 
It doesn't need it. It's already too fucked up to even comprehend. So I goes out the door. He's getting out. There's this other woman that's with him. She's getting out of the passenger seat. Um, and I said, well, let's let's take a peek. Let's see how you did. So he gets out of the car and immediate. Now, if he did not touch this car, he probably wouldn't even know what I was doing, right? He'd probably be sitting there saying to himself, why is this guy walking around his car looking at it? You know, what what's going on here, right? If you really, truly didn't do anything, you don't have any guilt whatsoever in your fucking heart, right? Well, this fucking guy gets out and immediately right off the rip goes, I didn't touch the car. So I said, well, I wouldn't say that. I said, because you hit, you got it pretty good. So he says, well, I didn't hit it. So now I'm checking all the gaps. I'm making sure that all the seams where the bumper lines up with the fenders and I'm making sure the grill is okay, you know, and you don't even know. You could get back in this motherfucker, turn the key on, the fucking airbag could blow out and hit you in the mouth, you know? So you don't even know until you pull off if you're really 100%. So he says, again, I didn't hit that car. So I said, I said, yeah, you did, you know? Now, mind you, if if need be, we got the whole restaurant. Obviously, my fiance's uh, testimony doesn't mean fucking shit in a court of law, but... You know, I'm ready to fucking get this guy if I if I have to. Everybody in there is ready to vouch for me because they, they, as soon as they look at him, they're looking at me going, what is happening here, you know? So, so I'm looking at it. Thank God, by the grace of God, everything was fine. All the gaps were good. Nothing got broken. She had a license plate there, so luckily it kind of just like, that's the good thing about cars today. Everything is made out of plastic. It's a, it's a blessing as well as a curse. You know, if you mollywop somebody, you get boom, you can luckily, you know, maybe pop out the plastic. You might have to get a couple of the scuffs out, which is, you know, whatever. Sometimes you can't, sometimes you can't. It is what it is, right? Um, but it's better than an all-metal bumper. You had a metal bumper. I had one on my uh, 7.3 uh, turbo diesel pickup truck. What a fucking nightmare. I had a little two-inch diameter tree completely totaled the front end. The fucking bumper was caved in completely i had to go get a new one what a job what a job so anyway now that i see that everything's okay i kind of just i'm like all right well it is what it is so this fucking guy goes i'm telling you right now i didn't touch that car so i go yeah 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 just like that right so now he goes so now i'm walking back into the restaurant he's obviously there to go to the restaurant as well so he says, don't yeah me. So I go, yeah, fuck you, motherfucker. You know, just hit him with it. And as I'm walking in, I let the door shut. Now, I can't lay a hand on this guy because I know I'll fucking kill him, right? I mean, if you hit a 70-year-old and a white guy to boot, you are going to fucking die tonight. That cop is going to have you doing Pilates on the side of the cop car, you know, um, it's going to get ugly real fast, especially up north. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm the type, I don't really seem, you know, Hispanic, but if you saw me in person, I'm a little bit darkish, if you will, you know, so you gotta be a little careful, you know, um, especially with these hick ass dudes up there. So I let the door kind of shut in his face, you know, which was, you know, as good as I'm going to get right. I'm saying, He'll get his. He'll get his. You know, I'm telling her everything's all right. I get back inside. I said to my fiance, your car's good. Don't worry about it. We're all set. 
So uh, I sit down, you know, they sit down at a table on the other side of the restaurant, fucking pussy motherfuckers. And um, I would say now the whole meal I'm able to see in the kitchen. There's a little probably four foot by foot and a half rectangular window that goes where you put your food up and they can grab it from the kitchen to the to the, the, the front counter there. So. I'm looking through there pretty much the whole meal. I'm an inquisitive guy. I got severe. I got the severe ADHD. It's fucking bad, you know? So I like to kind of be in the mix, if you will. And the whole time I'm looking at the uh, the chef. And he's back there. And he's doing his thing. Everything's good. But, you know, about five minutes after this card debacle, I look back there. And I notice that he's got kind of like a... Not a, not a concerned face, but like one of those faces where you look at the person, and you're like, oh, he's going through it. Like this guy is really going through it. Like something is, he's in peril in one shape or form, right? So I'm just kind of looking at him. Now, we also noticed, now they didn't take cash, so I had to go to the ATM. So the the kid drops the bill off at the table he goes in the back. I go to the ATM. I get the cash. Now we're waiting at the table. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here, you know? And um, all of a sudden, the kid comes out, and he's also bewildered, and he says, we have an emer- a-, a medical emergency here. Um, our chef is, one of our chef- chefs is down, and um, he's unresponsive. We don't know what to do. And... Uh, and then he says, you know, your food is going to be delayed. Um, it might come out. It might not. We're not sure. Now it's like 7.20. Yeah, about 7.20. The place closes at 7.30. So in reality, I probably would have said myself, guys, just scram. Like, just beat it. We'll cover the checks or whatever. Or I'll bring you a check for what you had. Or if you just had your drinks, sorry. You know, you're all set type of deal. Um. So luckily we had, you know, full change and everything like that. Me, I'm the type of guy immediately I'm thinking, what could I possibly do to help? Um, And again, it's because I can't mind my own fucking business. So I'm sitting there going, fuck. But I also in the back of my head know that my fiance is not with the shits. She does not like that. The second there's a, a pandemonium going on, she is out the door. She's you, where, where'd she go? Oh, no, she's she already left. She's she's in the car, you know. That type of person, so I said I can't, I can't get involved here because she'll just really go off the deep end. So, uh, you know, we had exact change. Now, now things are starting to ramp up. Of course, as in like all the movie theaters, right? In all the cinema history of the world, there's that doctor, and there's a doctor in like the third booth back, and he gets up and he says, "I'm a doctor, and I can help." And you, do you mind? And the guy's like, "No, you can, you know, come back here, whatever. We'll see what we can do." So the guy goes back there, I don't know, and now as he goes back there, there's this girl back there, and she's screaming, he's not moving, he's he, he's not responding, he's, he, you know, he's just standing still, like, it's just really getting, like, wicked out of hand, you know, so at this point, my fiance is looking at me like, we gotta get the fuck out of here, there's something bad going on, the car got hit, this fucking old guy's a dick, this guy's dead. We got to go. The, the doctor just jumped up. Like, it's about to, the shit's about to hit the fan. And she knows how I am. She's, you know, I get in the car. We're talking about her lady. She's like, I knew you were going to try and help in some way. I didn't, I couldn't 
deal with that, you know. Uh, we're just cut from a different cloth. So we ended up, you know, getting the fuck out of Dodge. Um, but luckily the, uh, the old guy got his because everybody basically the, as we were pulling away, the paramedic service over there is second to none in Littleton for anybody that, that needs to call the ambulance. It's fucking tremendous as we're pulling away. Um, they were already pulling up. So basically they pulled up and the spot we were in, they took. Which, if you're listening to the story, blocks in that old fucking peck ahead that that hit my wife's car. So now he's blocked in. So we literally were able to leave. I went the wrong way, so we had to do a big U-turn. As we're coming back around, everybody's evacuating, people are leaving. But Dingleberry is stuck there, and he has no way to get out. So karma comes around. What goes around comes around. You want to fuck around? You want to hit my car? Well, guess what? You're not going anywhere. And on top of that, you're not going to eat tonight, motherfucker. You know what I mean? So there you go. So kind of was like a full circle moment. Felt good, you know. Um, but to to, to to expand on that story, I called the following morning because I, gen- I genuinely was concerned for two reasons. Um Reason number one being that I love this soup so much, I was concerned that whoever this person was, that they would take this to their grave, and I couldn't have that. You know, selfish, possibly, not really, if you know what I'm talking about, but I was kind of nervous in that regard a little bit, had me on edge. Uh, but secondly, obviously, for the guy's safety. I just, I, I, it would have sucked if the guy would have died, you know? So I called up the next day. Hey, we were over there at closing time. Obviously, this transpired. We just wanted to get an update. And see, he, they said, no, he's 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 currently at the hospital. He's recovering. He's doing good. So God is good. Love it. Glad that he's uh, on the mend and he's getting better. So next time we get there, uh, hopefully they got that soup. I'm sure they will. But uh, so, yeah, that, that, was a, that was a totally wild and out of control uh, experience just definitely wasn't uh, short on thrills that meal. That's 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 a fact. <clears throat> but besides that, man, the weekend was pretty smooth. Had a good time. Uh, I don't think that we saw any fireworks actually, which again they're not really my thing. I I'm not the type of guy to go out of my way, you know, because it's not like yesteryear where. You used to have a place to go and everybody would know it. You would see the signs posted up everywhere. Fireworks July 3rd at, you know, uh, Pachico Park, whatever, wherever you lived. Nowadays, it's like they expect you to be able to find this information out. There's gone are the days of everybody shows up at McCoy and that's what you do. Now, I don't live in Pawtucket. I don't live near it. I would never go there for that. But they might even do that still. I don't know. But I know for me, all the usual suspects of where I used to go are completely different. It seems like the pandemic completely changed the entire fabric of the 4th of July Independence Day um, celebration. And I'm not here for it. I'm not thankful for it. I, I find it very annoying because I, again, I don't care for them, but I know my fiance does. And to put a smile on her face and put my arm around her and go, wow, look at that. It's another firecracker in the air. Good for you. You know, that type of deal. Um, you know, it makes everything full circle for a weekend. And usually it's like one of those things you leave in a restaurant, 
you see him popping off. You're like, oh, let's pull over the car, and you do, and it's great, and it's fine. But going to the days of that, man, everything's weird. Everything's at a weird time. Everything's later now. You know, there's no more, like, having it at, you know, exact dusk. It's like, well, we're going to wait till 930. In what world, in what realm are kids staying up that late now? I was in bed at 738 growing up, and honestly, I didn't even care about it. I didn't even mind, but it's like these kids today stay up till 11, 12, 1, 2. Um, I, know a, uh, I know a fifth grader that stays up till 4 in the morning every day. He gets uh, four hours of shut-eye, and the kid's a sailor, man. He gets up. He does his thing every day. God bless him. God bless him, you know? But, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm built different, man. Even today, I'm in bed by 11. I used to do 12. I can't do that no more. I'm an 11, uh, 11 o'clock kind of guy because if not, I just wake up all kinds of fucked up, you know? You know, usually roll into bed at like 10.55, throw the pillow between my legs because if I don't, Oh, my God. Last night, I slept without the pillow between my legs. Woke up. Back was all fucking jacked. No good. No bueno. So once you get of a certain age and your back starts to age, it's a crazy, crazy thing. But in any event, um, I got to see the uh, Jurassic Park movie. Um, I'm going to be doing a spoiler here, okay? Uh, I don't really think I will be doing a spoiler, but... In case I do, for the person that hasn't seen it yet, um, why don't you guys skip to um, minute marker 39 and 40 seconds. So Jurassic Park overall. Um, okay, you know, it's a solid seven, you know, which for me as a, uh, as a, a lifelong fan and follower of the Jurassic Park movement, uh, it hurts me to do to give him a seven. It really does, you know. But there's just some things that I want to touch base on. Um, and for anybody who witnessed this for themselves, maybe you can you feel the same exact way as I did as I was watching this. Okay. Um, first of all. Let's discuss movie theaters post-COVID. This is the first time that I have been to a movie theater since before COVID. Um, the last time that I went to a movie theater literally was for 1917, which obviously was the winter before COVID, um, and that was it. That was a wrap. After that, literally, we see what we can see on the tube, on the fire sticker, um, and then after that, it is what it is. We we just we, we won't, won't watch it until it's on there. Um, very ominous feeling place. Um, Cinema World used to be. For those that were there, you know, it was lit. There were kids running around. Um, usually three or four people breastfeeding in the dark corners. Um, there were big cardboard signs everywhere that you know, were of the movies, you could pose in front of them, they were always really cool, you know, I walked in there, there was no dioramas except for one, it was very whack, you didn't want to take a picture with it, in fact, if you were taking a picture around it, you would try to get that out of the picture, it was so fucking boring, um, but it, it was very, very dismal, and for me, it really hurt. Like, you know, I, I, I loved going to the movies as a kid. 
And even up until two years ago, I mean, it was great. Me, my friends, my fiance, whoever would just go on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, snow day, you know, me and my father would go on a snow day after we shoveled to the movies. You know, it was just something to do. You felt good when you were there. You got your snacks. You overpaid like a motherfucker, but it is what it is. It's an associated cost that we all deal with. You know, we have to swallow that. Um, but it was a very lively place. But this time, it, it was it was so miserable. It felt horrible. You know, I, I was literally sad. I'm looking around going... I don't know, man. Like, this is not for me. Um, So we walk up to the ticket booth. There's no line. There's no more rhythm. Um, You know, so we walk up to where I think you buy the tickets. Luckily, it was. So it was the same uh, general area, which is good. Um, So I walks up to the thing. You know, I tell them, you know, what movie we're going to see. Now they've got assigned seating at this place. Now... If you're a movie theater and you don't have those big, comfy seats with the cup holders and the recliners and the big leather, why the fuck are you assigning seats? What do you care? Why do you care where people sit? People, are we that fucking bad where we can't even, like, pick our own seats anymore? Like, that's too too uh, risky and might cause a fight? Is that how volatile we have become as a fucking society? I haven't been to the movies in a while. I don't know. Maybe that is the case. Maybe they were like, these guys are fucking scrapping every single time that they want to try to find the fucking seat. So we got to do this from now on. I don't know. So so now I'm looking at this chart going, fuck, like, I don't know what the deal is. You see, obviously, sections of like eight seats all booked up. We're at Jurassic Park, and I'm like... All these sections are fucking booked, and it could be a birthday party for a kid, which you know you're going to have the kids yelling, kicking, screaming, laughing, you know. Um, there's nothing funny about a guy getting ripped in half by a fucking uh, uh, Tyrannosaurus Rex. There's nothing about it. So stop laughing during the horrifying parts. Um, you know, so I don't want to deal with that. So I'm looking at the seating chart going, fuck, like... Where do you sit? You're like, damned if you do, damned if you don't. There was no way to avoid the big groupings. By the grace of God, when we finally got in there, it was all actually groupings of elderly people, which was fucking great. Love the elderly. Uh, you know, they're quiet. They just watch. They don't say shit. They don't have a fucking phone to play on the whole time. They don't have their lights, you know, no ringtones. I love it. I love it. So... I say, you know what, give, give me these two seats over here. I'm like, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. So it is where it is. Just pick, give me these two fucking seats. So we take the two seats. We go back. Uh, now, another thing. The lady at the counter has the name of Jeff. But Jeff identifies as a she, her. I don't give a fuck what you identify as. But for Christ's sakes, people, can we stop with the fucking polarizing shit? Why the fuck is it important to me to know what your gender pronouns are? Am I going to fucking have to refer to you? I'm asking you for a ticket. Stop, please. Enough. We don't need another fucking argument point to be had. You know, 
for somebody to fucking say shit. And also, you're just opening yourself up for more problems. Just just stop with the fucking bullshit, okay? If you want to be a lady, you want to call yourself Jeff, you identify as a girl or a guy, whatever the fuck, good for you. Good. I don't give a shit what you got between your legs. That's between you and the Lord upstairs, okay? So stop. Stop with the polarizing shit. Mind your own fucking business. Keep it to yourself. I keep mine to myself, and it is what it is. If you want to think I'm a girl, then go for it. You want to think I'm a guy, go for it. That's that's for me to decide, right? For God's sakes. But anyway, so we walk into the theater. We see it's all elderly people. Great. Um, and, you know, now the movie's kicking off. Everything's great. But I'm noticing that literally every scene in this movie, whether it's with a, a dinosaur or it's not, it's all CGI. Guys, what is going on here? We can't, we're, we're, we're budgeting for these, you know, $500 million movies to make, and you can't just send a bird or a chopper through, you know, a valley and get a real shot of trees. I don't know about the rest of the world, but for me personally, my brain doesn't look at CGI and go, that's real. My brain goes, no, that is not real. That is, it's good. But it's not real. So I'm able to, like, break that that distinction right down, right? Now, I don't know if the rest of the world can do that um, or if they can't, but I know that's how I roll. So they've got these scenes of, you know, them, you know, in the woods and the trees are fake and the, the snow is fake. And you can just tell that the whole scene is a giant green screen. Why are we doing this? I can't even like watch this movie because it and it's horrible. Like that's that's another thing is like there's movies with great CGI where you go, holy shit, did that really just fucking happen? And you got to literally go on your phone and be like, did that seem was that real or was that CGI? And then you're like, oh, shit, that was CGI. This is horrible shit. I was watching this going. What the fuck is happening here? The snow looked like shit. The trees looked like shit. The dinosaurs looked like shit. I mean, like fucking garbage. And for whatever reason, like from, from like the, the first half of the movie was this way. It was horrible, horrible CGI. The second half of the movie was actually far better, I, I think. It was way better. Thank God. But... I'm looking at this go, what the fuck? You know? Um and the other thing I notice is that if you if if you've gotten the the luxury of watching Jurassic Park or um any movie really in the movie theater, like the roar is like intense, like it shakes the whole theater, like the th- the thundering footsteps shake the whole theater. Like, you feel like you're there, and it literally catches your attention and takes your breath away, and you go, holy fucking shit, right? Now, it's like, you get a dinosaur roaring, it sounds like fucking shit. It sounds like they're not even doing it. You actually literally have to listen for it. When they're stepping and stomping, the actors are looking around like, what is that noise coming at us? As if they didn't fucking know, right? But they're looking around going, what is that? But... You can't even hear the fucking boom, 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 boom. 
You literally can't even fucking hear it. What is that about? I don't know who directs him. I don't know if I, I think that St- Spielberg must have just washed his hands after the third one and said, fuck this, because I don't want to tank this this beautiful uh, work of art that we've been creating for the past 20 years. But like, what the fuck is going on here, guys? You guys got to get it together. First of all, this should be the last one. We need to stop this before it gets any worse. But what the fuck? This is sad shit, and I'm sure if it's happening here, it's with a bunch of other movies. Again, I haven't been in the movie theaters. I'm watching movies through my TV sound system, which obviously is not is very lackluster. But I know for me, I was like, damn, like this must be how everything is. Like they just they're charging fucking thirty dollars a ticket to go see this fucking movie. They're making hundreds of millions of dollars. They're spending fucking tens, if not hundreds of millions of dollars to shoot the fucking thing. And they don't even have a decent soundtrack or a fucking uh, good sound effects, good CGI. What the fuck are we going to the movies for? What is the point? You know, I was very shocked. I was like, wow, this is like, this is fucking odd, you know? So, you know, we got through it. Um... The actors were great, as per usual. Um, I'm not. I'm not a fucking fan of this whole controlled dinosaurs. I I touched on that a little bit. You know the fact that we're training fucking dinosaurs to do shit, and we can make them go places. We don't need the cattle dogs to come in and herd them. They herd themselves when we press this fucking button. Or if I shine a a, a laser beam at that fucking go over there, they'll go attack or they'll attack you. Like, this is just fucking, this is stupid shit. It's unrealistic. You know, we're talking about regal creatures that would just fucking annihilate us no matter what. No holds barred, no questions asked. Like, so, like, when you're trying to put all this stupid shit in there, just stop. Just enough. So, literally, like, probably 75% of the movie is that, you know, just totally outlandish shit. Um... They had quite a few scenes where there was actual animatronics versus CGI, which I loved. I thought it was great. I'm like, wow, like actually it feels real. It, it you, you watch it and go, holy shit, that's a physical creature. It's, it's there, you know, and because you have that, you can move that motherfucker whichever way you want. The actors don't even know how it's going to respond. So you can even spook the actors. The actors are like, fuck, this is a real Dilophosaurus over here. This guy's out of fucking control. You know? What is the deal? Like, why can't we do more of that? The first one was like all animatronics. They they were CGI, but it wasn't much. Like, do the same fucking thing. It's probably cheaper to build a robot than to pay some fucking nerd from the Geek Squad to fucking design this... T-Rex and and edit him into a fucking scene or snow moving on the ground. Like, that's all natural shit. We can make that fucking happen here. I don't know. Maybe I'm old school. You know, I will admit, I am the type of guy, man, I'll kick, I'll put on Silver Bullet, um, which is a werewolf movie uh, based off the Stephen King book. Um, I'll watch that. I'll watch all the old movies, the old It um, I'll watch, you know, there's a, 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 a movie, I think it's like House, uh, which is fucking horrifying. You can find it on, uh, 
on the the fire stick. Um, but I watch all these old horror films, and obviously it's guys and animatronics and things like that. American Werewolf in London, another great one. And because it's a physical being, I'm actually genuinely afraid. I watch Freddy Krueger, the old one. I'm watching the arms expand. I'm watching this actual thing happening versus this fake you know, clearly, you know, not real thing happening. Like, I'm actually watching this go down. I'm watching Johnny Depp get sucked in the fucking bed and blood shoot out. Like, this is real shit. It scares me. My fiance, on the other hand, for whatever reason, does not get scared by this. Now, I don't know if it's because she didn't grow up watching these movies, but I think for for our older viewers, uh, listeners of this podcast, I think that you can agree the old shit is, in fact, scary. There is no doubt about it. I just think that the younger generation, especially my generation and after, we're just so desensitized to shit that it doesn't even affect us. But, I mean, think back to that scene where you left, you know, and you're sitting in your, your boyfriend's, uh, you know, uh, Pontiac Fiero after you just left the movie theater back in, like, 1989, and how, like, fucking scared you were that Freddy was going to come out of the, you know, the, the, the come into your dreams and fuck you up, or Jason was going to break through the glass and, and cut your head off with the machete. Think back to that. It was genuinely scary. I watched this shit today, little bump here, little thing, little jump scare. You know when the jump scares are going are gonna to be there, you know? Back in the 80s, 70s, 60s, they had the music in the background. So you're like, well, it could happen at any time. Then all of a sudden, and you're like, oh, shit, what the fuck? Now it's like, you know, and then it fucking does it. It's like, why are you? why would you put a crescendo into the music? You know, or they put... Either a crescendo or a uh, like a very gradual crescendo or a retardando where the music starts to be like syncopated. It's like dee 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 and the fucking guy comes out and shanks you in the fucking nut in the neck. You know what is that? Cinema is totally different today. Totally different, and it's not for the better, guys. I don't, I don't care what anybody says. Um. But enough on the movie. Go out, check it out. It is still worth watching, um, you know. But a solid seven, you know. In reality, it 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 couldn't hold a candle to the a candle to the Lost World. Couldn't hold a candle to the first Jurassic Park, um, even the third, which wasn't my my favorite. But um, even that, it just couldn't 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 even hold a candle to it. But go out, check it out. You might have a different opinion if you're you know. My generation, you're probably going to fucking love it. You're going to think that's the greatest thing since sliced bread, you know. But me personally, I don't think I'll ever watch it again. Just one of those things, but whatever. Um, I want to talk about a show that is great um, and a show that I enjoyed very thoroughly and actually got, you know, actually emotional at the end. I am a softie at the end of the day. I do get emotional as shit. There was a movie that we watched a while ago, my fiance and I, I was crying like, like a little fucking bitch in the movie theater. Um, it does get to me, you know, but 
Um, the, the name of the show is The Bear. It's on Hulu. It's about um, a chef who, um, you know, kind of went, uh, you know, he left his small sh- Chicago upbringing. Um, he learned with the big dogs, the, the, the chef Marco Pierre White, um, you know, the, the, the Pierre Whites of the world, Michelin star chefs, you know, the big dogs, you know, Gordon Ramsay, um, all these guys, you know, he trained with the best of the best, went to the CIA, the Culinary Institute of America, um, you know, so he's not, he doesn't fuck around, um, but back home where he's from, his family has had a, uh, an all American Italian beef sandwich thing, which is a big thing in, in, in Chicago, I guess. I've never had one. They look great, but, um, so they have this little restaurant and his brother was running it. And while he was away at the big restaurants, his brother, uh, who was addicted to opiates, I believe, um, killed himself, shot himself in the head. So now it's his um, his job to kind of take over. His brother left an amazing amount of debt, a lot of issues, places chaotic, um, but not really like an all-star lineup type thing. You're not going to be like, oh, I know that actor. You might say to yourself, oh, I know that actor from something, but I don't know what that is. They're not big, big, huge name guys. Um, I think actually the the biggest one is uh is the brother who killed himself um John Rosenthal or something like that his name is um he was uh he just played uh Johnny Soprano in uh the Sopranos movie uh you know Saints of Newark that guy um he's been in a bunch of other shit big big guy you'll you'll know him if you see him I don't know what the fuck his name is though but he was great um but the main 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 character is the character that played Lip um, in Shameless. And, man, you know, what a fucking compelling performance. The kid just, he did such a fucking great job. And I spoke to um, my friend who, my brother, who has been doing culinary his whole life, said that there were many points that were unrealistic, but luckily the actual food preparation was not. Um, so a little bit of embellishing. If you're one of those people that grew up in a kitchen, might not be your thing. I think the storyline is what's more important. I think looking at things from uh, just a strictly platonic viewer uh, point of view, I think that that's more important than trying to be literal about everything. I think that goes without saying about anything and everything in the world. You know, I'm a plumber. Not every time I see somebody doing plumbing, I'm going to be like, oh my God, critiquing every little thing because I simply don't care. I'm looking at it from a um, fantasy, you know, fake movie magic type of point of view, right? Not like there's a million fucking movies out there about plumbing and pipe fitting, right? But, um, but wow, what a great show, man. Um, I think there's eight episodes of the, uh, quote unquote, um, first season. I kind of feel like it might be a one season and done deal, not because the show sucked, but simply for the fact that that's just the way that the events ran. Um, which is, you know, to me, honestly, I wouldn't really be heartbroken over it. I think anybody who gets to the end will be like, yeah, um, I'm not going to spoil anything. Don't worry like that. Um, but yeah, just a great show, man. I highly recommend it. Put it on. Let me know what you think. Um, we do have a, uh, an Instagram now, so you guys can, you know, comment, uh, after you watch and you can give me some feedback or you can shoot me a DM, whatever, 
whatever floats your boat, man. Um, I definitely want you guys to go out and follow that Instagram page. It's simply tainted underscore judgment underscore podcast. Um, doesn't get much more simpler than that. Um, I've been making little artworks for the episodes and things like that. So uh, kind of give you a little bit of a preview of what we're going to be talking about. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, what a great show, man. So yeah, take a peek at that. Watch a couple episodes. Touch base with me. Let me know what you think. Um, I was going for a ride with, uh, my fiance and my old man and, uh, you know, I had to drop him off at a buddy's house this morning. Uh, we went couch shopping, which is always a fucking job, you know, walking around, looking at every little thing, you know, all the females are, they want to look at everything fucking four times, you know, even though they know it doesn't fit. It doesn't look right. It's not the right color. They want to look at it anyway. They want to sit down. And, of course, the ones that you can't have are the ones that they're always going to get pissy about when you say no. Well, why not? You know, I like this texture. Well, it's the perfect texture, the perfect color. Uh, What's the problem? It doesn't fit. All right. Well, what if, we, you know, what if we knock down a wall? that It doesn't fucking work like that, you know? Um, So anybody that's been down that road, I'm sure you're going, yep, yep, yep. But, um, but yeah, we're driving along, man. We're getting down. Uh, we were headed down to the Pawtucket, Attleboro area. And this fucking cyclist is in the middle of the road. Now, if you live um, in the southern Massachusetts, northern Rhode Island area, you in, in the rural areas, let me make that very clear. In the rural areas, I live in a rural area, you're going to know what I'm talking about. These fucking cyclists on these stupid pedal bikes, they don't ride off to the side. They don't do single file off to the side rides when, when they're all riding together. They're in the middle. They're taking up both sides. They're not stopping. If you try to pass them, they pick up the pace. Um, they do not stick to the opposite side of the corner of where they're supposed to go. They ride exactly where you're taught not to from day one. Um, this is... This is by far, you know, now that the COVID uh, pandemic is over, um, we have a new pandemic I want to raise attention to. That's the cyclist pandemic in America. And if you're a cyclist and you're listening to this and I have the right of way, go fuck yourself, okay? Capiche, motherfucker? Because I'm sick and tired of it, Okay. Why on God's green earth don't you guys pull over? What is that? What has what is all of a sudden that, you know, and again, I will yield for you and I will make sure I, I will literally stop traffic if there's an intersection and people are just flying, they don't want to let this guy go. The next opportunity I will pull out and wait there and flag the guy to go. I am that guy. I do care to a certain degree. What I don't want to deal with is you riding in the middle of the fucking lane um looking at me and you know speeding up when i'm trying to pass you um my favorite is the dirty look or the finger when they throw you the the middle finger as you're going by cuz you have to speed up what am i supposed to do remain the same speed and just magically fucking appear in front of you you fucking dirtbag is that what it's supposed is that what's supposed to happen? Are the laws of physics supposed to just uh you know create a time warp where I just bloop right over in front of you? No, it doesn't work like that, you twat. Okay? 
So move over to the fucking side, hit your brakes a little bit. If you're going up a hill, I get it. But when I pass you, don't give me a dirty look. Enough. Stop with the dirty looks. You're the asshole. You're the problem in this situation. Not me in any way, shape, form, or capacity. Okay? You fucking dingbat. But these guys, they ride right in the center. And, and there's a lot of road races where I live. I don't know why. I don't know what that's about. But they're always closing down the roads. And these fucking guys, even when there's not a road race going on and the roads aren't closed off, they think that they're in the middle of the fucking, uh, you know, uh, what the hell is that big race? Uh, you know, the one in fucking France there with, with, with Lance Irving. Lance Armstrong. I'm sorry. The names are just like a problem for me lately. I don't know what the fuck it is if I got old timers or I'm just losing it. But um, Lance Armstrong, you know, these fucking guys, they're just out of control. It drives me out of my mind, you know. And again, I don't hate cyclists. I, you know, if you do what you got to do, you pull over, you do all the right things, you go on the opposite side of the, 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 the way that you're going, or you go on the far side of the corner, if there's a shop corner so we can see you and there's that mutual respect. You know, I had this lady a few weeks ago training her child on a bike, a little huffy bike with training wheels on a hairpin turn which means it's very sharp. It's literally like it's 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 worse than a 90 degree angle. It's actually more than that. It's 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 literally nearly like 120 degrees. It's very very sharp. Um and she's on the inside of this angle on the far side. So if you're coming around this corner, she's like on closer to the exit side of this corner so when you're coming through the apex of the turn she's literally on the far side of the apex so there is no physical way that you can see this lady i'm coming around the apex of this thing i'm not traveling at an at a crazy amount of speed because again it's a very sharp turn i'm probably doing closer to 25 miles an hour and now as i get around this turn i see there's a car coming the other way what am I to do? And now I got this lady training her fucking kid on the inside. Bikers, if you're in that situation, when you ride a bike, you're supposed to be riding into the car that's coming at you. So if that car is not paying attention, you can veer off. If you are um, doing literally anything else, you can you can full well see. And it also keeps you out of the, the, the way of the person who's driving along with you the same direction. It keeps everybody safe. So not only is she on the fucking wrong side, she's teaching her daughter this. So now her daughter is going to be a, a dumbass for the rest of her life doing the wrong thing and probably get hit by a fucking car, God forbid. You know, all because of dumb, dumb ma, you know. Um, and I fucking had no choice but to get really close to this lady. I'm jacking on the brakes. I locked my brakes up on the truck. And she's giving me the dirtiest look. She's yelling. She's screaming. She's cursing. And, you know, I jacked on the brakes. and I literally came to a full stop. I was going to yell at this broad. But I just said, you know what? She's with her daughter. It's not worth it. Just get the fuck out of here. So I just I just gave her a dirty look and got out of there. But it's like this is the problem. We're teaching our kids how to ride things improperly. You know? 
I was from the fuck around and find out generation. I was the last generation to fuck around and find out. If my parents told me to do something and they were like, dude, if you if you do it this way, you're going to be fine. If you do it that way, you're going to get hit by a car. If you didn't do it the way they told you, fuck around and find out. If you get hit by a car, then you found out the hard way. Clearly, you needed to find out the hard way on that, you know? But I don't know what it is. It's like we're, we're so sheltered today. These kids are so sheltered. And I'll get into that on another podcast, but it's like, what the fuck is going on? Like, does the world need more bad cyclists? Is that what we need? We just got through a three-year pandemic. People are still, uh, you know, coming down with this fucking thing and dying and shit like that. And the last thing we need on this planet is bad cyclists. And you're going to fucking risk uh, the safety of your kin as well as the rest of the world with, with making an- yet another one? Please, for God's sakes, get them off the bike. You know, if we got to outlaw bikes in this country, it's what we got to do. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But I'm done. I'm done. I don't have the patience no more. I'm not going to drive behind you. You know, these fucking people... You know, they're riding slow on purpose or the swerve. Remember, you know, the swerve when you're trying to get around them and they fucking act like there's a rock in their way and they swerve out. If you swerve out in front of me, I'm going to taco your fucking tire next time. Okay, I'm going to taco your tire. See how tough you are then. My God, America, huh? Oof. But. Yep, that is. uh that's the deal, man. That's that's where we're at right now. But uh yeah, guys. Um let's wrap this thing up. We're at the uh 50 minute mark. I want to thank everybody once again for listening in. You guys are awesome. Please, please, please go follow the uh the new Instagram page. Like I said, I'm going to be posting up um you know, every single time I do an episode, I'm going to make some art and uh to go along with it, give you a little bit of a preview. Um, maybe the description and I'll say the name of the episode. Um, and, uh, you know, again, if you guys have anything you want me to talk about, DM me. Um, if there's, uh, anything that you recommend, anything that you think I shouldn't touch base on, um, shoot me a DM, man. Don't be hesitant. You know, I want this to, to really, uh, to go with everybody. I want everybody to enjoy it. You know, like I said, both sides of the aisle, any and every race, you know, I want to get down. So, Please don't hesitate. Touch base with me. I want to hear feedback. Um, It's always appreciated. So uh, thank you once again for listening. Um, This week, I want to leave you guys with uh, a great, great, great song. Um, And it's called Please Come to Boston. Um, It is by Dave Loggins. Okay. Um, It is... Off the Apprentice album, it is absolutely fantastic. I do believe that my buddy Dave Loggins was a one-hit wonder, but that's fine. We're not going to let that skew our views at all. Um, listen to it. Beautiful song. I think that guy, Kenny Chestnut, the uh, the um, country guy, you know, I think he did a cover of it. Don't listen to that. Please, for God's sakes, do yourself, your country, and your family um, a favor. Um, listen to this version. I'm telling you, Dave Loggins, please come to Boston. Amazing song, strings in the back, um, you know, killer voice, you know, he's got great pipes on him, um, just melodical. So I want you to just kind of turn it on, 
buzz out for a little bit, give that a, a, a listen, and uh, let me know what you think. So uh, love you guys. I'll talk to you on the next one. Peace.